Welcome to Digital Nightmares, where one lucky host gets to choose their nightmare. Uh, so as you can tell with the tagline, things are going to be a little bit different this week, um, and from now on actually, because instead of the sort of round-robin uh, book club format we've been doing, we're introducing some uh, mechanics to this video game podcast. Um, we will still be putting out two episodes a month, but the first episode of the month will work like this. Well, we will have a, uh, a what we'll call a victim and three killers. It might be two killers if someone can't make it one uh, for one week or something like that, but most of the time it will be three. Um, and each month, uh, one of us will be the victim and the other three will be the killers. The killers will have to bring a nightmare, which is a recent-ish horror game created in the last several years. And the killer must explain the game and convince the victim in five minutes to play it without saying the title. Um, the victim also has five minutes afterwards to kind of ask some leftover questions they might have or anything they're curious about uh, with it, of course, other than the title. Um, and after everyone is gone, the uh, victim will choose a nightmare or a game. And the winning uh, killer gets a point. In the second episode, what we're going to do is we will all play the winning nightmare or game. And if the victim gives a uh, thumbs up, a bonus point will be awarded to the killer. But the bonus point can be stolen if the victim decides to play another killer's game instead. Um, and then at the end of the year, um, so however many months that is, I think uh, 10 months or something from now, or... I can't count. I think it's nine, nine months. <laughs> well, it's the beginning so, of March, so technically. Yeah, technically something like 10, that. Right? Yeah. Uh, some amount of months uh, until the end of the year. Whoever has the most points will uh, make us play a game of their choice. Uh, horror or not, it could be any type of thing, and we'll do a little episode on it probably at the uh, beginning of January. Um, we'll still have uh, beef segments uh, for each game. They're going to be a little bit more um, focused, so we'll be doing some horror news and other horror uh, releases that we've been playing. So this week, um, for instance, I'm bringing uh, Martha's Dead, which we mentioned last week because I was able to play that. I had to burp, sorry. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Keep it in. That was a good way to... I, I got through that. <laughs> okay, so um, how's everyone doing this week? Good. I'm doing pretty great, thanks. I'm on vacation, and I'm really happy to be here playing a really spooky game instead of enjoying and relaxing. Ooh. But, uh, you know, that's how it goes when Aunt Max calls you up. <laughs> <laughs> I make you play something terrifying, yeah. Um, so, for this uh, first week, um, I am actually going to be the the victim. So, the three killers... Jazz, Eric, um, and Dan will be the killers. Um, and they will be trying to convince me to play the game of their choice. So, uh, to first... Oh, oh so I was just going to ask Jasmine and Dan what kind of killer they see themselves as. Hmm. A hot dog killer. Because I just had hot dogs. <laughs> dog killer. I, think, I feel like I would just be one of the classics, like, slashers in a mask with a machete, you know? Those are always good. Hmm. Good, good. That, that's a good choice. I'm feeling very grudgy myself. Ooh. Ready out. to call, crawl out through a well. Are we including, like, supernatural stuff? Oh, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Anything. Uh, yeah, I think, I don't know, just one of those ones that lays out some crazy grand scheme, and you're just like, whoa, how do they have that much time on their hands? <laughs> oh, okay, so like a Saw kind of villain? Yeah. Like a Home Alone deal? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's all Rube Goldberg machines. That's a good kind of killer. So, I will be the victim. So, whoever, um, to decide which killer is going to go first, who has seen a horror movie most recently, and we'll, whoever has uh, will get to go first, and then the second most recent, and the third most recent, and so on. Um, so... Which one of you guys? I haven't watched any horror recently whatsoever, so I'm probably going to be last. Nothing recent, okay. I, uh, not a movie, but a show. I've been watching All of Us Are Dead. 
Oh, is that the, the Korean, Korean uh, Netflix oh. zombie series? I've been really interested in that, that counts, one. right? I think. Yeah, it's that would count definitely. Horrible. That sounds good. And then I guess the one I'm second most recently because a few weeks ago I watched the um the the most recent uh kind of piece that came out in the Kingdom series, which is like a Korean zombie kind of movie set in the or zombie show set in the Joseon period. Uh, and they just wrapped it up with um, like a prelude to the story that we saw last. So really scary uh, zombies. Uh, yeah. The rest of that. <laughs> so I no, guess... I've been really into a lot of, lot of the the Korean uh, zombie movies recently or zombie shows. So that goat leaves us with Dan, then me, and then Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Perfect. All right. So I'll go first then. All and, right. And is this timed? Oh yes, I forgot. So these will all be timed. So I'm going to have a timer ready here. Um, I feel like what I, the ideas I have to talk about are either going to take 30 seconds or like 30 minutes. I'm entirely <laughs> sure. I guess we'll see. I feel like I'm doing a, an oral presentation in high school. Right? Yes. Okay, chop, chop. Come on, I'm going to give you, a, you better get a, a good an grade. A. Yeah, an A. Okay. Ready? Ready, Dan? Yep. Okay, I'll give you a, a warning at one minute. Or you can go. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so well, this game is uh, of a secret title that I can't say. It's very much a horror game. Uh, more specifically, it's a point-and-click RPG, I guess, with just like really great visuals on this one. I can't stress enough. I was really into the visuals. I don't know if um, all of you have read any of the Junji Ito stories oh. or comics. Yeah. Yep. But this was heavily inspired by that. I was really into those, um, so I really enjoyed this game. Like, you can tell immediately. They say so explicitly, I think, the creators, but you can immediately tell that it was inspired by those, which was super cool. Um, Good so if you have read some of those, you know that a big part of it is sort of like body horror, that kind of aspect where you see, like, monsters or vaguely human type of things that are extremely unsettling. The one I always remember most is uh, that one with the people-shaped holes. Mm. Oh, yeah. I still think about from time to time. I always think about that. <laughs> I think of, like it, that lives rent-free in my mind. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you see a lot of that sort of thing throughout the game. There's a whole lot of different-looking monsters and uh, creepy settings and all kinds of unsettling stuff. I know I recognized at least one, I guess, like... Uh, Japanese folklore type of monster not to get too far into spoilers but uh the sort of things like you might remember hearing about in like old creepypastas and stuff which is really cool to see because there's a pretty big variety of them as well so it's set in um like a small Japanese town I can't remember the name of the start of the game you get like a little bit of lore about what might be going on uh might kind of be an end of the world type of scenario it's only vaguely hinted at they mentioned old gods being awoken which is quite scary but not too much is revealed plus uh you get to choose between like several stories there's sort of a tutorial type of one that's a little shorter and then you can choose a few other ones and they're uh, mysteries essentially so there's like a puzzle aspect you go exploring around the little setting you have some small puzzles to solve and kind of find out what's going on and see if you can uh, figure it all out before you get murdered by horrible monsters. Uh, it's like super retro looking as well. So all the art is one bit, which I thought was really cool. They actually have a little slider you can change from one bit to two bit. So it's all uh, like with a sort of original Game Boy type of feel, you know, it's just all black and white or like black and white with hinted gray. Which I thought was also cool, a little detail you get in your settings to choose the uh, color scheme. So you can be looking at like one story and all black and red, and then the next one you have like, if you're getting too spooked, you can change it to a white and teal or whatever you're into. But it it always looks super good. Uh, it's not like sprites. It has pretty elaborate drawings, which look really good. Um, there are also. Certain elements of the stories are randomized, like a roguelike sort of. Um, so it does have some replayability, like say part of the game you're supposed to recreate a room that you saw earlier and you can click through the different options and try and get it right. 
and there's a sort of turn-based combat mixed in there, which I thought they did pretty well. I'm not usually a huge fan, but it was pretty fun. There's a weapon system that's not too complicated. You have a uh, stamina that you have to work through. One it minute. It, like, it's not a drag to get through the fights. Oh my god. Okay, so... <laughs> you should play this game. I do highly recommend it, not just because I want a point. Mostly for the visuals, I have to admit. But you can tell they put a lot of work into the rest of it as well. Uh, extremely creepy atmosphere and settings. You got little chiptunes in the background. They're deeply unsettling. Uh, they put a lot of atmosphere into it. It's generally just a pretty good time. Walking around, solve mysteries, try not to get uh, murdered. That's it. That's it. Nice. You had like 24 seconds left. So <laughs> good pace. <laughs> uh, in this next section, I'll I'll just have like five minutes to just ask some questions about it. Um, and you, if you guys have any questions, you guys are also welcome to ask questions about. Of course, other than Dan, because I mean, you can talk Dan about it, but. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, uh, first one I was kind of wondering about is like, so you said like each section is divided, or there's like different like chapters. Um, are how do, how do those chapters work? So, are are you like playing through each one and then unlocking another one? Is there like a story overarching story, or is it more kind of? as you were saying, like, roguelike and, and more focus on, like, randomization? Uh, a little more on randomization. To be honest, I've only played through two of them, but it's, um, from what I can tell, it's not chronological. They're pretty standalone, mm. I think. So, like, at, at the main menu of the game, you get to pick, like, which story do you want to play through. And then you can pick one that's, like, the very first one is uh, in a high school setting, walking around exploring. The other one is a completely different place. Um, same town though, and you do pick a character, so there's like there are connections, but you know you don't have to play through one and then chapter two and chapter three. You can alternate however you want. Could you say like it's veers towards more of like a uh is it like a punishing roguelike or is it more um just sort of like if you choose the wrong decision um. You you die or like how how flexible would you say like its difficulty is? Mm, it's not like super intense. Um, I'm a pretty casual gamer, and I have to admit, on their on the start screen when they say we recommend this easier one to start with, I did die like four times before I made it through. Oh okay, <laughs> but but I think that was more on me than it was the game. There's a difficulty slider as well. Huh. You just oh, have cool. to uh, like you can watch out for your health and you know get around encounters if you have to. Oh, okay. It's not too punishing. And are, are you, like, dying from, like, enemy encounters? Yeah, I was. Oh, okay. There's very little, you know, like, oh, you made the wrong choice out of three, immediately dead. It's usually an enemy type. Of thing. Mm, okay. Um, oh, I was going to ask you about the uh, the visual and art style. Um, are you getting... Uh, well, uh, needless to say, you mentioned it was roguelike, right? Yeah. Um, are you getting like different generated areas that are still visually uh, unique? Or, like, are they tiled, or is it actually like individ uh, a generated environment in which you're exp experiencing random events? Oh, hold on, I might be using roguelike wrong. Is that specifically for like? Um... Uh, I think what you're talking about is more like rogue. It depends. Um, it might be more rogue light. Um, but in either case, you have different characters yeah. experiencing a similar environment, maybe. Oh yeah, I might have been straight up using the wrong term then. Yeah, it's not That's like okay. uh, like sprites crawling through a dungeon screen by screen, you know? It's more it's like almost like you're turning pages of a manga. Like like it's yeah. fully drawn out scenarios. Oh, like, I love that background. imagination right yeah. there. That sealed it for me. Uh and then one more question, uh in terms of writing and story, um are we getting you kind of mentioned it was vague at the beginning, but are we getting like good bits of writing or dialogue or are we hearing things that kind of stuff? Yeah, no, it's pretty good. Um, I thought at first that there was a bit of like a translation issue from Japanese to English because things were phrased a little bit weirdly. But when I looked into it more, I'm pretty sure it's like American made. <laughs> so maybe just uh, like a technical writing thing going on there. But mostly it's pretty solid. Like I, I'd say it was pretty good. And then, yeah, those transitions between like point and click screen and point and click screen. How do those 
go by are you talking like actually turning a page or is it just kind of like fade to black fade back in Uh, it varies a little bit. There are some screens where, you know, say you're presented with, uh, let's say, a couple doors and you can click which one you want to go through. And there are some where it's uh, you're given like visual options, you know, where they'll say, what do you want to do? And you can either click investigate further or turn around, which wipes you to the next screen. Oh, OK, cool. All right. We're just about out of time for that question. So there we go, Dan's Dan's choice. I'm, I'm definitely considering it. I think I actually might. Do you have any idea what it is, Max? I think I know what it is. Yes. Um, uh, but I've I I will say that it has uh, been on my radar for a while. But who knows? Maybe maybe it isn't what I think it is, and then it might surprise me. So next, Eric, please me. Give give me your uh, give me your suggestion. Please, please you. me with your suggestion. Oh, that's a big ask, Max. Please, impress you. me. All right, impress you. I better be oh, very that's impressed. That's even tougher. Okay, let me just reset the time. Alrighty, are you ready? Sure. Okay, go. Let's get right into this. Um, we're talking about a J horror uh, in the walking simulator and puzzle solving uh, format um, that's heavily focused on. Uh, like high fidelity or high quality visuals with a VHS or kind of PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3 aesthetic um, in which you're experiencing a psychological horror theme that definitely makes you scared and want to look back over your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, being a J-horror, we're ta- you're set in a modern day Japan, but there's, of course, all sorts of aspects of folk, ho- uh, folk religion and folk belief, as well as modern day uh, Japanese horror principles coming in. Just to set a scene for you, imagine you're a college-age girl who has to wake up every morning at uh, half an hour right before midnight to get out to her job, and you start your day, get up, you take out a frozen microwave meal and microwave it, uh, microwave it for a few seconds, enjoy that before venturing out into the dark streets at night to be alone. As you're walking along uh, through the foggy streets of uh, modern-day Japan, uh, you feel like uh, those kind of creeping thoughts and fears enter your mind, but you put you put them pa- you put it pa- uh, past it, and you just keep going on to work because you know nothing's happened like that before. Um, and as you approach work, you see this beaming white box, a convenience store that uh, you've never been to. Uh, that uh, convenience store that's lit up uh, and is the only thing visible in a dark night. And I'm gonna leave it there. Um, we're talking about a game that has some great. Um, kind of small puzzle mechanics. It's really engaging because of how mundane it is. Um, just doing your day-to-day tasks and your 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 little things here and there. Um, you don't feel like you uh, necessarily are doing thing, anything out of average. It could be what you're doing day-to-day right now, um, except for the fact that there's definitely something not right behind the surface. Um, you're going to meet incredibly interesting characters and be surprised by the things that you see. Um, and you're you're dealing with uh, kind of really neat uh, traditional concepts uh, within Japanese culture, like the idea of maybe there being demons, or is it just in your own head? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then we're also dealing with uh, things like numbers. And the number four has a significance in this story, and you better watch out for it if you want to um, get to the end. Mm, numbers. Uh, you end the game with two endings, um, which you both. Oh, you that's get another number. If you don't, you're just not going to be satisfied. Exactly, two endings that you're gonna want to make sure you get both of. Because if you don't, you're not going to be satisfied, uh, and you're not going to feel like you know enough to uh, fill it in. Um, generally, I'd just like to put you towards this game because um, we've all had the experiences of having to work odd hours and odd shifts to walk alone at night, um, and we always try to tell ourselves that nothing's going to happen. Um, but uh, this game brings back a lot of those fears, the paranoia, the spirituality, and the uh, things that you fear in the dark. Uh, and it's going to make you want to um, check your windows before you go to bed at night. Uh, I would 
like to really focus on the sound in this game as well. Uh, being a walking simulator, they're a kind of walking-like simulator. They're putting a lot of detail into the visuals uh, and the visual aesthetics, especially the faces of the other people and characters you meet. Um, they really have a care, like a, a spirit of their own, which is something that's I think really important to capture. Uh, and then your sounds are off-putting and eerie, and uh, the visuals, especially things like the VHS, uh, is going to be uh, you know interesting to say least. It's toggleable in the option, but um, as you probably know, I really love the PSX VHS kind of era of things. Close to, this game, of course, being closer to kind of PS2, PS3, um, but still having that aesthetic. Um, and then just the the really good clash between modern day Japan and its clean lines and um, you know organized culture and the horror and the folk tales and the the spirituality lies beneath the surface and permeates kind of everything you do. Uh, you don't necessarily know what you're looking at uh, when you look at it head on, and I think that's a really good thing to take into playing this game. Mm, nice. Uh, I think that might be it for me. I hope that's okay. I don't mean to rush through. No, that. no, you got you got you had twenty seconds left. That was pretty pretty succinct. Oh, uh, perfect. So, got a couple questions. Um, is the game? Yes. Now, you're saying it was a walking simulator. Is this going to be like a hide and chase one, or is this more like kind of um, like just exploring environments, creepy stuff, you know, that kind of thing? Uh, you're kind of having uh, you're you're doing your day to day. So you're going to work, you're going home, you're going to work, you're going home. Um, but you're getting things that are happening around you. You do have a sprint option, and that's there from the beginning of the game. No, no, no fra false pretenses there. <laughs> no Bruserio um, moment for you where you know how to run. Yeah, didn't run the whole time. No, you got some running options. Um, you got some uh, you know, movement options. You're required to do a couple tasks every day. Um. And you're required to do stuff for your job. Um, and then you're definitely looking to uh, uh, solve some mysteries along the way. So I don't mean to pigeonhole it just into walking simulator in which yet yeah, you're not doing anything. But you're definitely not, um, you know, there's not as many mechanics as, uh, say, um, a point and click or a, you know, a fighting game or something like that might yeah. might have within it. No fighting. Okay. Um, is there like a narrative to the stories or mostly atmosphere? Uh, there's a lot of atmosphere and definitely a narrative. Um, it, again, it might feel like it's just a day-to-day -day occurrence and day-to-day -day things going on, but you're going to figure out things by the end and you're definitely going to want to figure out, um, why they're happening and there might be answers for you. There might not be. So it's worth playing through. It's a nice experience too at only 40 minutes. Um, it, it's a pretty easy one to get through, and you can really digest it uh, and put a lot of time into appreciating those details then. Yeah. You guys have any other questions? No, that sounds that was a great explanation. That, that was yeah. a pretty good explanation. Thank you. <laughs> I, hope, I hope that went I think well. That, uh, yeah. So elegant. Definitely, I think, an A-plus oh, on that presentation. A-plus? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was never good at public speaking, but here you are. <laughs> I really enjoy, um, I, I will, I'll, I'll add a last little tidbit of, um, like you got a Silent Hill, Foggy City Ooh, thing going on. I do like that. Um, not, uh, which is just super nice to see and, and super enjoyable. And I know that's it's just going to get me bonus points at the end of all of this. So there you go. And, and this would run on oh, my, oh. uh, my poopoo computer or. Um... Yeah, your poopoo computer. Poo -poo -poo it ran on my poopoo -poo computer, <laughs> so it should run on yours. It's I I I'm I'm bigging up the graphics it's only because certain things are so well textured. Oh, okay. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's like intensive. Nice, nice. Okay, yeah, that's so hopefully enjoy. And there's some good characters to get into. Um, and like communication and text in the story. Definitely a contender. Hmm. I also I think I know what that one is too. Um. <laughs> No, you definitely don't know what I, it is. I haven't played it, though, I'm pretty sure, if it's the one I'm thinking of. You're probably wrong. Yeah, and um, <laughs> after you pick which one you want to do, you should uh, see if you got the right guesses. Yeah, I'm, yeah that's I'm, definitely going to be down, the points. I'm, I'm writing down my guesses right now, so. Perfect. Oh, God. I feel like I should just get bonus points if I guess I'm right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh no, or we get bonus points. Well, we get a point if you can't guess it. Ooh, Maybe that. Points, points everywhere. everywhere. Confusing everyone of how, how this game works. <laughs> I 
So then that just leaves uh, Jasmine. All right. So I'm going to start mine off a little bit differently than the others. Going to start mine a little theatrically. Okay, wait. What? Oh, ready? Go. Okay. Um, so Max, as I'm doing this, you have to put like creepy music in the background. Okay. I'll All put right. some creepy music there. So <laughs> you're stuck in your room. You want to leave, but she always seems to be outside, waiting, watching. How did you get to this point? You know, but you don't want to say it out loud. No one will come to save you. The only thing left to do is read the diary sitting on the table and relive the tragedy that happened three years ago. Okay, so the game I've chosen is a first-person which is a shocker. First person psychological horror um, with bits of puzzles, uh, puzzle solving sprinkled throughout. The plot and narrative is revealed mostly through reading the diary. But instead of simply just reading page after page, uh, the player is forced to interact with various other parts of the room to unravel the mystery of what happened three years ago. And trust me, you want to reveal what happened because the story is really, it's quite something. It's pretty gripping. Like, the only reason I ever actually paused the game was because it was so freaking spooky, Max. Mm -hmm. Like, full 10 out of 10 diaries for me on how scary this game was. (laughs) I actually, like, messaged Daniel, like, halfway through it because I was just like, I needed a break. I was like, I'm too scared. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, there was quite a few screams. I definitely debated stopping. Um, Ah. But the scares, they're really smart. They're well orchestrated. They're not just like, um, like, you know, Five Nights at Freddy's. Because that's Mm. what I compare every bad Mm -hmm. scare to. (laughs) Um, The atmosphere and the tension is so good. Half of the scares just come from, like, not knowing, like, the unknown. Like, yeah. As you're reading through the diary, you just have this horrible feeling that's building. And uh, the game is only a few hours long, though, so the scare doesn't overstay its welcome. It's like that's, the that's good. Length. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so the graphics are kind of like whatever. It's just a little indie game, um, but good for what they're trying to do. You're just in your room the whole time essentially in the game um but the audio is so good that i felt less scared just by having an ear out of my headset Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i'm really reminded of pt with this Mm. game but i thought that this was a lot scarier wow big big uh yeah (laughs) so the reason you should play this Uh game is that um it's a short little indie game with a deep, deep story and horror that stems from much more than just jump scares and a, a good atmosphere. It's an experience. You probably won't ever play it again, but playing it just once is all you need. And that is my explanation. Wow. Talk about, that, that one was concise. I think that would have, you, you were at one... F- I wrote 140. it. Oh, I wrote a script. It almost sounds like you're a journalist or something. Fuck you, Damn. man. Damn. Yeah, we're getting we're getting like audio journalism level of. Uh... Yeah, I'm gonna work on my showmanship that... for the next one. Can yeah, you we tell gotta that step I write for game. the game creator sometimes. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Just maybe has actual degrees or certifications for you know writing language on word and paper. Language on paper. No degrees, but yes, I do write for the game creator sometimes. Damn. Nice. Any questions for Let's me? Let's see. Okay. So, now you're saying you're like reading a diary. Is, is, what's the game? How exactly are you playing this? Like, is it, is it like you're, you're, you're exploring the room, walking around? Is it more like still images like um, Mandela Invasion that you guys played like uh, a couple weeks ago? Mm. Or like, how, how does it work? So, I don't want to say a walking sim because it's not quite that. Like, it's really interactive. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is first person. You're walking around your room and you can sit down at your desk whenever you want to read your diary. Essentially, is, whenever is you like want to 3D, interact. Is it like a 3D, like you're walking around um, in Unity assets type of thing? You're not teleporting yeah. place to place? Yeah, no, it's not, uh, it's not like pre-rendered backgrounds. It is a 3D environment that you are walking around in and you can interact with. 
Can I ask, do we have VHS, like, filters <laughs> on top of everything as well? I'm just trying no. to guess which game oh. it is. No VHS Sorry, filters. that's a no-go for me. Um... Only VHS filters, please. <laughs> <laughs> or one pixel. One pixel quality. Or one pixel. Just one. Hipster horror games. <laughs> Sorry, Jasmine. No, that sounds really good. Yeah, uh, the graphics are, like, they're kind of strange because it's kind of like a mixture between... Like, you know Resident Evil 1, yeah. that sort of background where it's kind of pre-rendered, but it's also, like, 3D? It's it's a little bit like that. Oh, all right. And so... How would it compare to, It doesn't take to, very like... much to run, so your poo-poo computer oh, can good. handle it. Amazing. Good, good job, poo-poo computer. Good. And it, it all takes place in a single room? Yeah. Perfect. So, man, this is very curious. I'm like, well, I guess I can't really, I shouldn't ask what's making you scared in, in one room. But um, <laughs> Definitely something. Uh, so you're like... The scares are just really smart. Like, they're not... Mm. Um, they just go with what's happening as you're reading this diary and, and the narrative. Um, and I think it's just the tension that's building as you're reading it in combination with those scares just makes it so creepy and unsettling mm. so is this is this a, the narrative you're reading is like a text adventure or is it you're just reading the narrative yeah so there's the diary and then there's like a few other uh things you could read throughout there is the occasional talking and like um like phone texting conversations but it is mm. read for the most part Do just not all in the diary. Okay. And are you are you changing rooms or are you always in the same room? <laughs> uh, it like all in, takes place in one room, Max. Like <laughs> in in the person's room, it's sort of like a dorm room. So there's like a little kitchen. Um, like it's all open, but there's a kitchen, and I guess you can like go to the bathroom, which is a door away. Oh, okay. Like it's all in the same. Yeah, oh, scary. Sorry, I was asking that question as sort of trying to make sure that it wasn't something that I have uh, played before. Um, just, just to oh, make well, sure. Max, you can save that for the end. <laughs> I mean, I did check your game history on Steam to like mm. make sure you didn't, and it's not okay. There. Good, good. I'm pretty sure it's PC only. Because I was so. thinking about reading stuff. I know one way you read stuff, but um, anyways, yeah, that, that one sounds sounds really cool. Sounds really, really cool. I'll have to play it because, I mean, I've been really liking, enjoying getting myself scared shitless. <laughs> Guys, I just, I, I seriously, <laughs> I can't remember the last time I was just so scared from a game. I actually think that the message to Daniel was just like, this game from Max is too scary. What the hell? <laughs> I messaged her something and she replied that, like, the message to him made her jump out of her seat. She oh, was yeah, because my phone was sitting on the desk and literally something happened just as he messaged back. And uh, yeah, God, I had to pause again. Terrifying. This one, I have absolutely no idea what it is. So I'm actually nice. Oh, well, then it just means you're going to. Well, hold on. We'll see. Hold on. Curious. I guess it's time to choose your yeah. nightmare, Max. Okay, so which killer is gonna get you in your sleep? Ugh, this is gonna be difficult. Cause like, you know, even though I know I have a good idea what the other two are, I, I, they, they're actually, I believe both of them are on my wish list, and I've been interested in them before. Um, I, I hadn't looked into them a whole lot, so definitely was really nice to get more of a description of them, though. Hmm. Cause like part of me is like, oh, like the dance, dance, dance choice. I it's interesting because I really I think it's like something different for us to look at. And I I always like things that are horror, but like in different sort of genres. Mm. But then you know you got the might as well just go with that. One, <laughs> mm. I mean, you probably should. You know, the other two forget about it. Don't even bother with the others. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, Dan's is like a roguelike and everything. Dan's like a roguelike. You're going to get a lot out of that gameplay. But I'm not the biggest fan of roguelikes, got to say. So mm. that's the one thing that's kind of like... On the other hand, though, <laughs> I don't know what that word means, so it might not be. <laughs> <laughs> the catch-all. <laughs> uh. Could be a roguelike, maybe not. We don't know. Uh, Eric's got that recommendation. Ugh. But I really want to know what... You said mine was really succinct, I know. I mean, we can just ignore the one that happened after mine that was like pretty much like a little short story because that one was probably a little too good, a little too high caliber for this podcast. Oh, God, this is... Mm. So mine's definitely a choice, especially since you know it's 40 minutes long. Like, you'll get through it quick, you'll enjoy it, you can come back. We could record the podcast like an hour from no, now, no. Uh, the next come one. Back. Just get That's them all out at once. Point, like, it's a chore, but you'll get through it quickly. Oh. <laughs> hey uh, it's scary all right it's tough to be scared for more than like for 40 minutes 20 minutes eric can only be scared for 20 minutes and then he has to stop <laughs> exactly well i took like six five minute breaks <laughs> oh that's why it took you so long to beat resident evil 8 or whatever <laughs> fuck off well, he was too busy looking at everything he was too scared so he started looking at the objects i am so tempted to start streaming just so i can make people angry with how much time i waste in games oh my god that'd be so funny oh okay my nothing about jasmine my choice it's no. it's jasmine's it's jasmine. <laughs> yeah god damn so, um, before we, re I reveal the name though. Do you want to guess all of them? Okay, I'm pretty. Sh I know Dan's. So I'm pretty sure at least it's is that World of Horror. Yeah, that's the one. Okay, uh, I was right about that one. <laughs> I've had my eye on that. I've I've never not really seen like read a whole lot about it, other than that I knew that it it reviewed pretty well. So I still do want to try that one out at some point. And then Eric, is yours called like convenience store? I'm pretty sure it's literally called convenience store, like Yoko's. Yeah, I actually, I actually probably even accidentally said the name of the game because I mentioned a convenience store. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> oh, Shit. I don't, yeah, I don't think you like actually explicitly said it though. No, I didn't say the title, but yeah, no, it's convenience store. You'll definitely, sh you should still definitely check it out. It's only three bucks. Oh, no. on Steam. Yeah, I've definitely, I've seen their, they made a couple. I think that team made a couple other games. Yep, that's uh, Chilla's, like Chinchilla. Yeah. Art. And those have been. And they are a great Japanese team. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely have to check that one out. Ugh, yeah, but okay, so J Jasmine, enlighten me. What is this game that's so scary where you're reading a book? <laughs> okay, so the game is called Love Sam. Love Sam. Love Sam. I've heard of this. Love, comma, Sam. Oh, there's a spider on my wall. It is. What? There's a, there's spider, a spider on my wall. Oh, my God. There's a spider. The real horror. <laughs> comes out to life. Okay, my, my girlfriend's real. coming to my rescue. She's going to take it off the wall. Kill one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did I kill it. that right? Yep. Meg, kill she, it. She likes spiders. I want to let this one go. Yeah. I'll get a cup. Okay, just a second. Sorry, we, we got to get the spider out of here first. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking it up. Love Sam. Now you are become the real killer. Love Sam. Love Sam. I've definitely seen this one. I've never um, seen this. Touted around. You know, for how great this game was, I'm surprised that I never heard really anything about it. What? Like, <laughs> the even... spiders on the what? The spiders on the ground. It's fine. Oh, ah! No. <laughs> no. Don't let it get away. The baby. Oh, for Max. Are you guys good with spiders? I mean, oh, I love spiders. I, I'm a, I love uh, all the little creepy critters. I don't hate spiders. I am also not a fan. But um. I had I was working a new job and I had a a bunch of um spiders come out of a wall cavity onto my hand. Oh, absolutely. Okay, that's no yeah. We got the spider. It's okay. This should all stay in by it the way. It has to stay this in. This is 100% all staying yep. in. <laughs> Perfect. This is the true horror. Yeah, the true spooky moment. The spider one. Yeah, I have never heard of this one. Where did you even find this? <laughs> top secret i'll be using this source for the rest of my games i'm sure you have a secret oh, game secret source. source yeah secret game studio <laughs> hmm. well daniel actually sent the source to you but <laughs> oh yeah you totally did <laughs> i did man what is the secret um, source but... <laughs> 
just but a guy yeah, in an this... alleyway with like a trench coat playing <laughs> video games. Yeah, he just opens a trench coat and there's like some game suggestions in there. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, this game, I know it doesn't look like much just from its store page, but I was really pleasantly uh, surprised. I did not think it was going to be that scary at all. Um, yeah, I, I think you're really going to like it. Um, Guess we all have to play it. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely play with headphones for sure, though. Eric's so disappointed he oh. has to play it. He's like, oh, <laughs> another one. <laughs> oh, another scare. It does sound pretty good, actually. Well, how many points does that garner, so, Jasmine? Uh, th that means that uh, our current scoreboard is at everyone at zero other than Jasmine, and she has one nice. point. <laughs> so I like that point. So uh, Jasmine is in the lead currently. <laughs> Okay, so we'll be we'll be doing that for uh, the next one. The other two games were World of Horror, which is I'm doing a try at some point, and then also uh, Dan uh, or uh, Eric. It's just called Convenience Store, I think, by uh, Chin the, convenience the Convenience Store by Chilla Games. There we go. Um, so if you guys are, I'll, I'll include those in the show notes if you guys are interested in checking those out. Um, and for next week, we will be playing or next, not next week, technically next other. At the end of the month, <laughs> we'll, we'll be doing uh, uh, loves uh, love Sam, and then probably um, something else. Uh, we'll, we'll throw a, some some news or something else in there. But now, um, just some uh, quick quick news and discussions of uh, what uh, what else we've been playing. Um, so uh, let's see. Um, a little bit in the horror news section, we we got uh, some more information and Q and A for the upcoming uh, game made by the Silent Hill team, um, or not Silent Hill team, by the I believe the director of Silent Hill or something like that, Slitterhead. Um, get some more information Ooh. about that, sort of how the gameplay works. Um, it's mix of action and survival horror. So they talked about that. If you guys want to check that out and look it up. Uh, I'll include a link maybe to that in the description. Um, also, some funny story that I saw was that <laughs> apparently uh, Konami lost the the rights to its website. <laughs> uh, for, to oh, its, to its Silent Hill website, sorry. And um, it was just someone bought it for a couple thousand dollars and <laughs> and just Nate... I have it open now because you posted <laughs> Have you have they then posted something about Silent Hill on there? Like, yeah, it's just one big tweet. It's saying, it's the d d I don't know if you, I don't know if you we do censoring on this podcast yet or not. Oh. It's just a tweet that says, "I wish I hadn't designed fucking pyramids." <laughs> <laughs> it's it's by the uh, character or the enemy designer from Silent Hill two and one. Perfect. Yeah, I've that's seen that. So funny. That's is this this is a real tweet? He actually yep, said he that. Did. I oh, yeah, he did. I follow him. He's. Oh my god. What does he have against Pyramid? So oh, funny. Okay, yeah. well, you really want to get into that? <laughs> it's like, a whole it's new a podcast for series you. of games, or? No, I think it's more just like. Wait, are you planning on finishing Silent Hill too? Because I don't want to tell you if. No, you can. If spoil. you are. <gasps> I'm. Oh. I'm gonna finish it and just. Uh, Fine with spoilers. All right. Um, just like Pyramid Head is like one of the main antagonists in Silent Hill Two, and uh, Pyramid Head is supposed to be like James' personal manifestation of guilt. But then for some reason, all the other Silent Hills, like after the original Silent Team Silent left, uh, they just kept putting Pyramid Head in everything, even though he's James the big bad in the game. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. He's big uh, scary. It's not like it makes too much sense. Yeah, it was just kind of. Yeah, yeah. where he he used to be a, like he's very specific in Silent Hill Two, and then he just slapped him in a bunch of random things and, and on merchandise, and I think that's that's why. He, it sounds like the kind of decision a company that loses its own website would make. <laughs> yeah. God. Literally, just one reminder on your phone could have prevented this. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Any other news then, Max, or just kind of the updates that we're going through here? Um, well, also, I just was looking at re- uh, just now that I saw that Slitterhead also released a second Q&A session describing more about the gameplay. So I'll include both of those Ooh. in there uh, for, for anyone who's interested in that. I'm not seeing anything else that's too relevant, unless you guys heard any horror news that you'd like to share. Yeah, I mean, Amori, the physical copy, is uh, available <laughs> for pre-order Ooh. on PS4 and Switch. Ooh. So yeah, Amori. I haven't played that yet, man. I don't even know what that's about. We'll have to see Ooh, what that is. Letter. Jasmine will talk to you forever it's... about it. <laughs> it's why I'm trying to win this game, damn it. So you guys have to play it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's it though for right now um but i did play um martha's dead and i'll give a quick kind of like rundown of what that is um so it's a walking simulator um set in italy during world war ii um around the time that italy was being um invaded by the allies so it's sort of the end of the um, mussolini regime um, and you play as sort of a noble family's daughter in uh, who's living in the countryside while the war is slowly coming closer and closer. Um, and it basically starts with her twin identical sister uh, mysteriously dying in the middle of a lake. And she was taking pictures of the lake and she finds her sister's body there. And from there, it's sort of unraveling, like, why this happened and its connection to this spirit of this woman who died there long ago, who was drowned by her lover for cheating on him. Um, and it it sort of goes to the connections between this personal family um, uh, and uh, that, like, legend, essentially. Um, and all the while, you are, like, taking pictures and I, I really liked how they did it in this one because it's so um, simulation-based. I mean, you're using, like, an old... I don't know what kind of camera. Erica, if you would, for some reason, know what this is. Uh, like 35-millimeter camera or a large format? It was like a square box that you have to look down in. Uh, yeah. Um, there you go. 120, 640. There we go. Numbers. Square format film. Let's go. Numbers. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And basically, you have to like adjust the exposure, focus. You can tilt, and there's different lenses you can put on. There's just like a lot of like cool simulation elements there, and then you have to like develop the film, and it's kind of in a semi-realistic way. Um, and there's like oh, that's cool, super cool. Yeah, setting. there's just a bunch of stuff to like sort of you know draw you into that environment and that time. Like there, there's like a tele uh, telegram. That you have to operate like manually, and they they give you like a little key next to it uh, explaining how to read it and how to write with it. But it's pretty cool to just. I thought those elements were really interesting, um, and it that oh, sounds super it's, cool. It's, yeah, it's uh it's pretty when it's not um, bugging out. At least I played the PS4 version, um, mm. and th- th- there's just some. It's it's definitely a clunky game, and I'd say if you're gonna pick it up, first of all, I'd say wait a little bit. Because it, it, graphically, it, at least on the PS4 version, there were all sorts of issues with the lighting and uh, like black spots appearing and re- some long load times. Um, I'm not sure if the, how much that will be improved, but definitely if you're going to play this, know that like it's definitely not a perfect game. It's just like there's uh, some interesting things that it brings up um, and, and some interesting mechanics that it does, brings to the uh, to its walking simulator gameplay. Um and it's a little slow, so just be prepared for that. But it, I think it picks up a little bit after the beginning of the game. Um, uh, yeah, but Eric, what, what were you going to ask? Oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't interrupt it. I was just going to ask you kind of visually what we're looking at. I'm guessing 3D gameplay and that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's 3D gameplay. It looks, it sounds fun. Photorealistic, basically. Um, not, uh, not the best looking thing on PS4, at least. But like for an indie game of its size, it looks pretty good. Um and it, you're mostly spending a lot of time in this like really well rendered like Italian countryside, and it looks really pretty. Other than again these graphical bugs and errors that I was running into, um, it can be a little bit. You can sometimes get stuck on stuff, unfortunately. Um, but I think it did 
a pretty good job. Uh, though there was some controversy if, uh, I don't remember if you guys heard about this, but that scenes were cut uh, from the PS4 version. Um, and then it turns out they weren't necessarily cut. They were just, uh, they, they removed um, the interactivity from several scenes. Um, and the scenes, um, to be honest, I mean, if if you are uh, playing on playing it on PC or uh, PS4, it's not really something to worry about if you're going to play PS4 version because they are like, I honestly felt that they were kind of unnecessary and they just were there for kind of shock. Uh, so was that for like graphical reasons or like sense? It's just really gory and like uh, it just <clears throat> like kind of like disturbing imagery. It, it didn't really do anything. I I mean, it it, it does. You know, it definitely is kind of shocking, especially if you uh, had to play through it and actually com- do the actions. Um, but I would say if you're going to play a PS4, you're not missing anything. Um, and y- right. you still s- definitely going to want to pick yeah, that up. You still see the scenes. You just don't uh, play. Th- they're interactive on PC. Um, mm. um, yeah, th- th- just gore stuff. N- 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 nothing uh, that weird, though. Yeah, that- that's. That's basically what that is. Um, Eric, did you say that you had a, a chance to play um, some Elden Ring? I was really hoping to. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to set a bunch of time into it yet because um, uh, I ended up going on vacation right after it uh... came out. But uh, I'll bring a report next week with some of my bad and slow takes on Elden Ring. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm sure people are out there already beating and 100%ing the game. So oh, yeah. I hope people enjoy that game. Yeah, if anyone's looking for a long discussion of Elden Ring, I recommend the um, Into the Aether podcast. They they did, recently did an episode, which was really great, about Elden Ring. And even if you're a longtime fan or you're not, like it was great discussion and a lot of different viewpoints on that. Um, so if you're interested. Um, upcoming new releases before next episode. Uh, so we got a couple. We got uh, Shadow Warrior 3, which actually just recently came out, I believe, a couple days ago. It's kind of a horror-ish uh, title. It's it's more of like a an arena shooter. Um, if you're familiar with uh, like Doom or something like that, it, it's, it's uh, from a 90s series as well. Um, and this is the third one. Um, that released, I believe, on March 1st. We have a switch port of 35 millimeter um or it's i think it's 35 millimeter i think it's like a post-apocalyptic uh game don't have a lot of information on that one um and whatever it's another kind of like walking uh simulator game as far as i could tell maybe with some sim elements um then we had she looks really cool yeah that, that's coming out on um it said march 2nd i'm not sure if it's out yet it, it, it originally came out on uh in 2016, but this is a port to Switch and Xbox. Um, then we had yeah, eight bucks on Switch. Yeah, yeah, good price. So, so if you're interested in something cheap, um, Beholder Three, which is sort of like a dystopian uh, management sim. Uh, I played the first one and I, I didn't really care for it, but uh, other people really. Uh, are, there's definitely some fans of that series, um, and that came out uh two days ago uh so on march 2nd i'm revealing which what day we're recording the podcast on (laughs) (laughs) um all right and then uh anyone have any uh, other games to mention that they've been playing or what i want to uh talk about um for those who want to, definitely go check out the Chilla back catalog. Um, now that I've played one of their games, or I'm going to probably go, be going through all of those, and uh, I'll be bringing some of that forward. They look really fun. Ooh. And they're all pretty cheap and can be found on itch.io or uh, on Steam. Nice. What about anyone else? Jasmine? Um, yeah, no, I don't have uh, anything I particularly want to mention. Okay. Right. What about you, Dan? Uh, I haven't had much time to play anything. I would still recommend people check out um, World of War. It's a really good-looking game, but other than that, not much new. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. So for me, I of course always have ten million things. Um, so I <laughs> I went on a little a spree uh, last week and just played like a ton of Castlevania games. I I played like oh Castlevania gosh, yeah. one, three, four. Um, 
And then I played uh, Aria of Sorrow that I got in the Advanced Collection. Just having a lot of fun with playing through them. Um, definitely, at least the originals are just so... They're very hard, but... Fantastic yeah, games. Just fantastic. Yeah, I still had a lot of fun playing through them. Um, there's just something so... Uh, del- I, I really like the deliberateness of it and just like the the look of everything Castlevania. And I've always really liked uh, the, the look and the feel of Castlevania. Um, it's not for everyone, though, and, but I would definitely say pick up the Konami collection of uh, Castlevania games and also the advanced collection if you like Metroidvanias um, because both of them are great. And they offer save states, too. If you, um, Especially with those original Castlevania games, you're probably going to want to use those save states if you want to see the end of the game. Um, but there's a lot of content there, and it's it's really fun, and it oftentimes goes on sale, too. Um, and the Advanced Collection equally um, just finished that up, so I, I finished all three of them. And it was all of the Game Boy Advance Castlevania games, and I had a lot of fun with playing through those. Aria of Sorrow, definitely the best one. If you're going to play any of them, play Aria of Sorrow, because it's uh, next to, to Symphony of the Night. It's probably one of my uh, favorite ones I've played. Um, other than that, today just put out an article for the uh, the game creator writing about a little indie game on itch.io uh, called um, Shroomkitect. It's a really chill... Ooh. Yep. Mm-hmm. This one is not a horror game. <laughs> I've seen that one. That looks amazing. It's, it's great. I loved it. Um, it's basically like a cute management sim where you sort of... Um, you ha- have a mushroom and a certain number of sprites and you unlock different mushrooms and sprites. Um, as you play, you know, that you can start like a new game with essentially. Um, but basically it's like you're taking care of your, they call them shroomies. They're, they're little forest spirits. Um, and you can build into your mushroom or build outside it or build on top of it, connect mushrooms together. There's a lot of like little content you can do. And all the while, you know, when you're watching your little guys run around and talk to each other, high five or whatever. Um, and the, you can send them on foraging, you can have gardens, there's like so much to do and it's, um, but yet it's all like so accessible and, and uh, easy to, to get into, uh, you know, spend an hour and you can probably complete like any project or any like building idea that you, you come up with. Um, and if you want to hear more about that, I, I put a little bit of, on, uh, the game creator, um, dot com you can just check that out check out that review there um i think that's it for me I'm trying to remember if there's anything else i think that's that's it for me um so ever, ever i don't want to cut over anyone no one else has anything else to say right no I'm, thank you right. max all good so uh next week we'll i be could mention i guess oh Sam's <laughs> Sam. Love Sam. Love Sam. <laughs> Love Sam. <laughs> what is it? What? Did er- Eric? Love Sam. Yeah, like love, comma Sam. <laughs> <laughs> kind of get lost in that story there. <laughs> okay, it's called Love, yes. comma Sam. Uh, if you want to play it with <laughs> us, uh, the other two games that uh, were brought by Eric and Dan were con- the Convenience Store by Chilla Games. And um, a world of horror, uh, which was the one bit, um, uh, like a text adventure kind of thing. So, you know, like and share the pod. Let us know how the, you like this new idea that we've been trying out this game, um, and uh, leave reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or if there's any other network that you're using to listen to your podcast on that allows it. Go ahead and review it, please. Share with friends. You know, always share it around. That that's always nice to see. Um, and then uh, follow us on our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at DigiNightPod. Um, we post updates there, the episodes. If you want to keep up with things instead of having to go to your app or whatever to find it, and we'll post other announcements on there as well. Also, you can check out our writing. Uh, at least me, me and Jasmine's writing um, on thegamecreator.com. Um, I believe I'll also be doing another review later this month. I can't talk about what I'm reviewing yet because it's still under embargo, but um, it's one that's exciting and there's a lot of people talking about it. So um, 
uh, our next episode, though, will be on March. That's not right. Our next episode will be on uh, March 25th. Um, so look forward to that. And we'll be talking about, uh, again, the love, comma, Sam. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good uh, two weeks until then. See you guys. Thank you for having us, Max. No problem. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. I'm going to go ice fishing. Bye. Ice fishing. <laughs> <laughs>